Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Boy, was that just a, a perfect, perfect line last night from Yarmir Yager as the Penguins honored him by... I think very, very long overdue putting his jersey and his number 68 up in the rafters. And it was time for that to happen. It was time for fences to be mended. There certainly is a complexity to the man, to the relationship, to the ending and the almost uh, reimagining uh, of Yager, I guess, in Pittsburgh. But at the end of the day, Greatness needs to be recognized while we can recognize it. And not that Yager is anywhere close to uh, not being with us any longer because the guy looks like he's about 38 years old and he's 52. But, boy, it was great to see him be able to enjoy it and have his teammates, many of them there, and former legends of the organization of the Pittsburgh Penguins there and enjoying it last night. I'm Josh Roundtree. It's the Fan Evening Show. Fan Text Lines brought to you by Edgar Snyder and Associates. It's a personal injury law firm where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you. Happy President's Day. Um, I Do we celebrate this? I, I don't think so. This is one of those holidays that I don't think we really – we don't gather, if you will. Uh, we, don't, we don't break bread in celebration of our presidents uh, before us. At least I, I've never been involved in that. Maybe you do. Um, and if so, uh, congratulations to you. But that's President's Day, I think, more about mattress sales, car deals, than it is about actually remembering uh, remembering our fearless, some of them leaders over the history of America. But that's a different discussion for a different day. Yarmer Yager last night, speaking of great leaders, uh, I thought the – the entire event was really well done by the Penguins. Uh, and, and I think if you've listened to me, if you've heard me talk over the last couple of years, you probably know I'm I'm not exactly somebody that... I, I, I don't really side a lot with things the Penguins do. I find some of their, um, their decisions to be incorrect or misguided or what have you. That's mostly as it pertains to things they do on the ice, but this was the Penguins at their very best. This was them honoring a man, a player, who has deserved this for a while, and I think we can probably, you know, break down if we want why it hasn't happened or theorize on why it it hasn't happened to this point, but... All of that seemingly set aside last night. 
when Mario walked out onto the ice, Mario Lemieux walked out onto the ice, and there's been, I think, some speculation out there as to, you know, when Mario was the owner, did he not allow this type of thing to happen? Uh, was he maybe on board with Yager coming back in 2011? And then Yager said, uh-uh, not going to do that. I'm going to Philly, your biggest rival. And I maybe kind of used you a little bit to gain a little bit more money. Now, as it turns out, Yager talked about that. And uh, when he met with, the, you know, media here over, you know, the, the last few days. And, you know, he said essentially he felt like the Penguins were such a strong team. And they were at the time, in 2011. We're talking, you know, a couple years removed from a cup run, a team that was very much in its prime years. And really that, you know, could have won more um, had a you know a couple of things maybe broken another way, but he felt like at the time Yarmir Yager that you know he was essentially not good enough to join the Penguins, and he wanted to prove that he was good enough to go be on a top two lines, um, and he didn't think that he was going to have that that chance with the Penguins because their top two lines with you know Evgeny Malkin and Sidney Crosby were were just so strong. And, and that he might not get to crack one of their wings. Now, look, has maybe Yager cleaned up the version of that a little bit? Perhaps. I don't know that I fully buy that being the reason. I do think that he wanted to come back and prove what he could do, and I think he probably saw an opportunity with the Penguins, and a more lucrative opportunity presented itself with the Flyers, and he went with the more lucrative opportunity. And listen, all things considered, that's what all of us have the chance to do in life, right? I mean, uh, allegiances are what they are. It was an organization that traded him once before, and I don't think he deserved to have any uh, ill will towards the Penguins over that because essentially he, you know, he he wanted that. I think at the end of the day, he had the you know dying alive comment made and, and all that, but. And apparently that now is being, you know, there's a little revisionist history with that as well now that, you know, maybe it was misconstrued a little bit. But the point of all of this is when we look back at Yarmar Yager's career, he was a Pittsburgh Penguin great. And, and I would put him now firmly in, you know, as it stands today, the top three all-time Penguins. It's Mario Lemieux, it's Sidney Crosby, and it's Yarmar Yager, Evgeny Malkin, I think not too far behind there. If we're looking at the Mount Rushmore, there's a good debate there. But if you told me those are the four guys, I'm probably not going to fight you on that. I loved Yager's speech. I loved when he talked about his mother. You know, his his father died a year ago, and boy, what a, a bummer that is. And it also shows you why you don't wait too long on things like this. You know, how special would it have been if, you know, they did this a couple of years ago and Yager's dad got to be here with his mother and and be there for this. But the Penguins waited, and look, I'm not knocking them for it. All things come in time, but I, I think in this situation, they waited too long for this to happen. Now, Yager is still an active player. He's playing over in the Czech Republic a little bit, and, you know, he's still involved in the game of hockey, but... Uh, this is a perfect example of why you don't wait too long for these things. Now, you know, the NHL has a five-year rule when it comes to the Hall of Fame, but they've waived it before, like in the case of Mario Lemieux, and they probably need to waive that thing again for a guy like Yarmar Yager. The, the very, very greats, I think you make exceptions in those situations. 
And that's what Yammer Yager is. I think he's a top 10 player. It's amazing because I think he's a top 10 player in the history of hockey. And I also think that he is a top three player in the history of the Penguins, which goes to show you there's some pretty damn good Penguins out there all time. Now, the fact that we're talking about three Pittsburgh Penguins in the top 10 in NHL history shows you how truly blessed and spoiled this fan base has been for a very long time. And that's a great thing. The mullets were a little cheesy, but nice. I liked it. Sometimes a little cheesy is great. Sometimes we take sports a little too seriously. We act as if we are above wearing the fake mullets on the ice. And I thought that was a nice little touch the Penguins gave to the whole thing because, look, Yarmer Yager, if there's one thing that I think Penguins fans remember about Yager outside of what he did on the ice, it was the flow being pretty strong. Like, the salad was was good. The mullet game was on point. And, and I like that they did that. Plus, seeing Sidney Crosby rocking a mullet is one of the funnier uh, memories I'm going to have of his time in Pittsburgh, without a doubt. I thought... The ceremony was well done. I did have a favorite moment, however, in the ceremony, and, and this was it. I want to say thanks to Dominica, my girlfriend. Uh, she's too young to remember I played in Pittsburgh, but I, <laughs> I, but I told her all the stories, so don't worry about it. A lot of guys in the crowd right then going, hell yeah, brother. Hell yeah. Your girlfriend's 20, what is she, 28 years old? (laughs) 29 years old, and he's 52. She is very, very good looking. Big surprise there. I heard Pony talking about this the other day, but he was with uh, uh, some model, and she took a picture of them, and he was sleeping in bed, and she tried to, I guess, I don't know if blackmail is the right word, but she said she was going to put it out there on the internet, and he said, fine, go ahead and do it. I don't care, which kind of an amazing move when you look at it. He doesn't really care how you perceive him. That's the end of it. I mean, he is who he is. He's uh, a guy that was very, very active in the uh, nightlife here in Pittsburgh. I think there was a story told about, you know, Yager had a birthday party, and There was about 800 people that showed up, and 775 of them were women. He loved to go to the casino. He loved to gamble. It was part of who he was. And he's never really apologized for any of these things, and I don't think he really needs to. He is who he is, and I thought we saw a reflection of that last night, but the biggest thing that I think that we saw was that there is a tremendous amount of respect from the men that he played with, the men that played alongside him, from Mario Lemieux. I mean, look, I, you know, I could understand if Mario looked at what happened in 2011 when they tried to get Yarmer Yager back and he said, I'm done with this guy. You go not only away from us, but you go across the state to the team that at that point, I mean, remember, you know, 2011, 2012, that was the height of Penguins Flyers hatred. You know, they played a playoff series where you know, there was more penalty minutes than people in the crowd in that series. And, and I think if you look back, 
when he made that move, it just felt like such betrayal. And it could have been really, really easy for Mario Lemieux to say, I don't want anything to do with this guy again. You can honor him because I'm not super involved anymore. And hopefully Mario becomes more and more involved with this new regime because I think it is very clear that there has been now a definite division between Mario and the Fenway Sports Group's ownership. That has been clear. He hasn't been around, and that's been well documented by others. But he showed up this weekend. You know, they went to dinner at Ala Familia. There was a picture of Mario, Yarmer Yager, and Ronnie Francis sitting there having some Italian food at Ala at, uh, Familia, which, by the way, great place. Great, great place. I'm sure that there were uh, a fair amount of cocktails and wine consumed over this weekend as well with those guys, but ultimately the recognition was deserved. And it leads now, I think, to an interesting conversation. Who's next? Not just for the Penguins, but who's next in Pittsburgh sports? Whose number goes to the rafters next? Is it a Steeler? Is it a Pirate? Is it a Penguin? Is it a Pit Panther, perhaps? And I, we're going to get into that throughout the course of this evening. We have a fun show planned. Got Brooke Pryor coming on to talk about the Steelers. Jason Mackey from Spring Training. Noah Hile is going to talk some pit later on tonight. But I want to keep the beginning of this show about Yarmer Yager. What did you love about last night? 412-928-9370. Do you have a Yager memory that resonates with you? I'll tell you a couple of mine. What did you make of the ceremony? Have you been able to forgive Yarmer Yager? You know, we were talking on Saturday about this a little bit when I was hosting and there were some people that, quite frankly, uh, they still kind of hold it over his head what happened in the 2011-2012 season when they thought he was coming back and then he went to the Flyers. And even through this, they're like, hey, you know, this is nice and all, but we don't really forget that. Maybe you're in that boat. I, I, I understood that sentiment, I think, until this weekend. And when I saw the mass forgiveness of everybody, I thought, you know what, it's time for me as a fan, the fan side of me, to get in that boat as well. Time has healed the bitter feelings, and it was a great, great night last night, a great weekend and, and a much-deserved weekend. But I'm curious to hear from you, 412-928-9370. We'll take your calls and talk more about this. And what's next as far as jersey retirements in Pittsburgh? Curious to get into that tonight as well. I'm Josh Roundtree. It's the Fan Evening Show. Good to be with you tonight here on Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Yeah, that from Sportsnet Pittsburgh last night. Uh, Yager just uh, dropping a bomb there during the middle of the game. Live television, baby. What are you going to do about it? But uh, that's that's the kind of thing that makes Yager Yager. He's himself. And they celebrated that last night. I thought it was really cool. Let's grab your calls on it. 412-928-9370. Um, were you good with everything that happened last night? Did you like it? Let me know. Let's go to Greg and Carnegie. He's up first. What's up, Greg? What's happening, Josh? What's going on, man? So yesterday, nothing. Yesterday was an awesome experience. And you call, you asked for people's recollections of Yager. Just a really quick story. The summer after I turned 21, Buddy, bunch of us went to Vegas, and uh, we're sitting in the Rio Casino, and <laughs> Yager comes walking over to the casino cage to get oh. go to the cashier, and and we just lost it. Because <laughs> you're all the way out in Vegas, and there's the guy, you know, there's the Pittsburgh guy who is just he's known for right. that kind of thing, but you see him out in the in the wilderness, so to say. Did you say hey, anything you to him? You know what else is funny? Huh? No, we did. We left them alone. Real quick, another quick story. On the same trip, talk about hockey. We're in Caesar's Palace. We're playing craps, and we look over, and there's a guy who looks just like Steve Eiserman, and we're like, "No way!" And about 20 minutes later, in a casino, we hear him paged over the uh, over the PA, <laughs> and we were like, "This is unbelievable." <laughs> that's great How stuff. That? That's a that's a those are great stories, Greg. Thanks, man. Appreciate the call. Uh, that reminds me of when. Uh, uh, Johnny Manziel, remember when he went out to Vegas and he wore like the fake mustache and he was uh, gambling in Vegas when he should have been in Cleveland. You see, uh, see guys out there that you don't think you're going to see. I was in Vegas, my bachelor party in Vegas. Uh, Joel, I, uh, you know, Daryl, the guy that plays Daryl on the office, Craig Robinson. I ran into him uh, in an establishment in Vegas at, Somewhere between 4.30 and 5.30 in the morning at my bachelor party. I forgot about that. I think you told me that the one time. Yeah, it was uh, – that That was – I can't get into t- too many details about that story, but that's my big celebrity. I saw – I've seen a lot of celebrities actually in Vegas, like running, like Megan Fox I saw in Vegas, like a few other people I've, I've kind of run into uh, in the past. But that was the only person that I've actually talked to and had a conversation with. I'm pretty convinced he has no recollection of us having that conversation. Uh, I'll just say that, but it was um, it was very, very memorable for me and all of my friends to hang out with him for a few minutes uh, in Vegas. Uh, well, we're talking Yarmer Yager, and last night I thought was a really great remembrance of his career, celebration of who he is and what he meant 
to hockey in this region and uh, just sports in general in this region. And, and I thought it was very appropriate. You know, they talk about his young girlfriend. You know, he swears during the broadcast. Uh, there's been some casino talk come out because we know that he liked that as well. He, you know, kind of made it a little bit about himself, which it was. I mean, it was about himself. But he said, you know, a great day for hockey. It's a great day for me. I loved that quote because it was. It was a great day for him. And it was a day to celebrate him. And 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 I love um, I love the speech that he gave for sure. Let's go to James and Jefferson Hills up next. What's up, James? Hey, Josh, how you doing? I'm good. What's up, buddy? Hey, I got another uh, story about Yager in uh, in Vegas. Anyway, <laughs> I was out there in a I was out there in a business trip, <laughs> and uh, we were at the uh, buffet at the uh, MGM Grand, and uh, we see this blonde walking up to the to the island, you know, to get her food. And me and my buddy, we just keep giving the elbows. I mean, had to be one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen in my whole life. All right. So uh-huh. quickly, I, I, you know, I decide to, you know, get a ringside view and walk up to the, to get my food. And anyway, I see her boyfriend up there, just the back of him, you know, and I see all this hair. And quickly I quit looking at her and I was looking at the size of his rear end in his thighs and i'm like this guy is a beast he's about as tall as me i'm about six foot three anyway i walked around to get a look at his mug and uh it's yarmir yager and i said uh i said hey man you're yarmir yager he goes yeah man how you doing you know the nicest guy but you know that was my that was my yarmir yager story that's awesome james thanks for the call man appreciate it I'm I'm pretty sure for a while there, uh, Joel behind the glass here had his hand on the dump button. Didn't really know where that was going. You know, you see the woman in uh, Vegas and wasn't sure where it was going. But no, that's a good ending to that story. And yeah, I mean, I, I think there's a lot of stories. I, I think there are as many memories of Yarmer Yager off the ice for people as there are. Like we literally just had two callers who talked about seeing Yager in Vegas. They're the only two calls that we've gotten on the guy. And they're both saying that we saw him in Vegas, and it was pretty awesome. Uh, you know, I, I think he's one of the most polarizing figures that we've had here because, A, you know, when he came in, he was just so dominant and so good, and there were moments where, you know, you were just taken aback by his brilliance. And, you know, I, I shared this on, on Saturday during my show, but but I'll talk about it again. Like, I was in – I don't know, like seventh or eighth grade, and it was the the uh, two thousand playoffs, I believe, and they played um, the Capitals before he went and joined the Capitals and was traded uh, to the Capitals. But uh, he scored an overtime game winner that brought the house down at the Igloo, and uh, I was lucky enough. We had a our our whole middle school basketball team was there, uh, and we had a, a great connection to the team, and we sat in a, a suite for the game. Mario showed up between periods and signed autographs for all the kids that were there I mean and as a seventh you know eight you know sixth seventh grade forget what it was um, as a kid that age to have that happen it was one of the great sports memories of my life Um, and Yarmar Yager was a huge part of that because he won the game in overtime again he brought the house down the the roof popped off of the igloo that day and uh, you know we were jumping all over each other a bunch of kids and Mario signed my jersey and then I got some nacho cheese stains on it as the years went on. And um, it, it's just one of those things you just never forget 
that moment and all these years later, and I'm not that old, but these years later, like that's one of my most vivid sports memories and my favorite sports memories. And Yarmer Yager was a big part of that because we were, I mean, you know, I think, and I was talking about this the other day with, with Nate Haluschik, who was producing here, but I think that there is somewhat of a division of, you know, depending on what age you are, sort of depends on what team you connect with maybe the most here in Pittsburgh. Like, I think if you're, if you're older, like if you're 80s and above, you, you you might connect most with the Pirates. You know, that might be the team that you connect the most with. And if you're, and I'm not saying this is the case for everybody, but, you know, I, I think if you're, you know, uh, 50 to 70 in there, you probably connect the most with the Steelers. And before that, you know, maybe it's the Penguins. Like if you're in your 30s a little bit, like I think the team that you probably connected the most with because of the team that was really, really good when you were a kid uh, and, and you know, I think there's a generation now that is connected the most with the Penguins as well because, look, they won three cups in the last 15 years. It's broken up, in a sense, on, on who you love. And, and for my generation, like, we were really into the Penguins. Like, that was who we were connecting with the most. We could, you know, we had our favorite players. We had our jerseys, like Darius Kasparaitis and Matt Barnaby. Like, they were cult heroes in a sense back then and Marty Straka and Robert Lang like there were guys that were just they just made you love the game and Yager was certainly a huge huge part of that until he left and then the booze came and you know comments were made and people kind of turned on him and then you know, he flirted with coming back and didn't and people felt stabbed in the back I think twice in a sense, by him, and and whether it was justified or not, right or not, they still felt that way. And but it just felt like everything that happened last night made all of that. I don't know if you want to call it pain because look, I don't know that people really care that much. But if you want to call it pain, I think it helped ease that pain a little bit. And ultimately, to me, like as much as that was about Yarmer Yager, I, I think it was also about the Penguins fan base. And being able to get past what's really become now 25 years nearly, nearly a a quarter century of very mixed emotions with this guy. And now ultimately, I I think, not that it's ending, but it sort of ends with a happy ending, if you will. And, and, And I thought that was great. Let's go to Bob and Plum up next on the fan. What's up, Bob? Yeah, the the best part moment of my life actually it was fantastic the sports related uh i go to a a a friend takes me to the uh game in uh january 1991 for my birthday and we go over the pittsburgh sports garden afterwards and i believe it was a sunday game because nobody was there yet and um, pretty empty at the sports garden and um, i played my friend and i beat them pretty badly at the bubble hockey uh, you know and uh, i sit down and all of a sudden, a guy standing at my table, and I'm like, he goes, uh, Mr. Yager would like to play you at bubble hockey. I'm like, what? And I, lo and behold, he's standing over there, and guess who had to pay? I put the money in. I played the game. I was very good at the game. So I, I beat him, and he gets angry. He wants to play again. He pounds on the little thing again. I'm like, okay, we play again. I pay again, and I beat him 5 nothing. I go sit down. And about 10 minutes later, there's a guy comes back to my table. Mr. Yager wants a rematch. I'm like, one condition. He signs my ticket. 
that's the only thing I asked for. There was no selfies at the time. He signed my ticket. I beat him again. I let him have two goals, but I beat him 5-2. And it it was the best moment of my life, actually, winning three games in a row against Yarmir Yager. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks, man. appreciate it. You beat Yarmir Yager in hockey, and not many people can say that. Now, there might have been little plastic figurines inside of a tiny bubble, but you beat Yarmir Yager in hockey. And that's a great story. Again, like the, the best stories coming out of this have nothing to do with what he did on the ice, which was remarkable. What he did on the ice was remarkable. But the way that this guy resonated in the community, I put it sort of on pace with the very best in Pittsburgh. The, the memories that I have heard, I don't know that I've heard these type of things about any other Pittsburgh sports athlete where you go out and there the guy is and he's having a good time and he'll yuck it up with you and it's it's a lot of fun. I mean, I find that to be very, very cool nowadays because I don't think we get that with athletes anymore. I, I don't think you just can go out, be at a bar, the most popular athlete in town or one of them walks into the bar and you're just like, hey, what's up, man? And, you know, you shoot the breeze a little bit and you know, maybe he gets you a beer or, you know, he tell, asks you how you're doing. Like, you just don't – that doesn't happen anymore. You know, I saw athletes out a couple of times when I was in college. I'll never forget a time where you know, I went to the Hofbra house down on uh, the south side works and sat down. It was, I think, right when that place opened and sitting at the table next to us were four Penguins players. Crosby was in there. Stahl was in there. I'm pretty sure TK, Tyler Kennedy, was in there, and Billy Guerin. It was, a, at the time, and still would be, pretty damn cool, uh, damn cool group of people to be sitting next to at a place like that. You know, we got Billy G to get up on the table and, you know, raise the stein on the table, and Crosby was probably drinking a water. Stahl probably wasn't old enough to drink at the time, but like they were hanging out and having a good time. And then all of a sudden people realized who they were and, uh, you know, a bunch of middle-aged women started flocking to them and Crosby got bombarded and they had to leave. You know, they wanted to take pictures with them and all that. And we just kind of let them do their thing. Like we acknowledged them, but we wanted them to do their thing. Nowadays, I you just, you're not going to get that anymore. Like what we, what, with what people, you know, were able to get with Yager Back then, the stories of, you know, he was in the bar and I played bubble hockey against him. You know, now, you know, you pull out your phone and make a TikTok or something of Yarmar Yager playing bubble hockey. And you're going to tweet instantly, hey, Yarmar Yager is at Chauncey's tonight. Which, by the way, if you, Joel has no idea what Chauncey's is, I'm sure. I don't even really have a recollection of Chauncey's, to be totally honest. I think that's before my time even, but I know, uh, I know Yarmer Yager probably did go to Chauncey's a time or two. And, and and again, I love that these memories here that are coming in about Yarmer Yager. We haven't heard one thing yet about, you know, him winning a playoff series with his one side of his groin ripped in half. You know, him skating on one leg to beat the Devils. You know, we haven't heard anything about the goal against Chicago. We haven't heard anything about the great moments that he had as a player and that being your favorite memory. It's been about the man. And I think we got a piece of that last night. We saw the man, who he is, funny. 
you know, kind of despite the accent and the second language of it all, pretty well thought and well spoken. And, and, and I love that. I, I thought it was in an organization that's had a lot of great moments. I thought it was one of the very best the organization has ever had. There's been a lot of great ceremonies and banner raisings for cups and jersey retirements now. There's been a couple of those, and this was up there for the very, very best that the organization has ever done, which is awesome, and I uh, I applaud them for that. Fan Twitter brought to you by South Hills Kia and Peters Township. You can visit them at southhillskia.net. We're going to take a break. If you want to hop in with more thoughts there, 412-928-9370. Um, I also want to get into this. What Penguins player do you think will come next as far as a jersey retirement? It may seem obvious, but maybe not. We'll talk about that when we come back. I'm Josh Roundtree, Fan Evening Show. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. 650, 50-minute mark on the fan brought to you by South Hills Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Route 19 in Peters Township celebrating 50 years in the South Hills. Let's grab another call. Josh Roundtree with you tonight on the Fan Evening Show. Let's go to Tom in the North Hills. What's up, Tom? Oh, uh, hi. Uh, so uh, I'm a peri- this has been great. I'm a peripheral hockey fan, but I I went to the Muse game when he came back from his uh, mm-hmm. back injury. When he came back, that was classic. And uh, I love meeting athletes. I don't. Uh, yeah. Hey Tom, do me a favor. Turn turn your radio off, okay? Oh, I'm sorry. All okay. right. All right. So I've met uh, Mike Ditka. Not necessarily. I didn't. I've met Mike Ditka. All right. I think we lost Tom. Um, sounded like it was going to be a good call, but the radio going in the background, and then I don't know what that was at the end. But thanks, anyways. Um. Yeah, you know, I, I thought it was cool. And, and, you know, now I'm starting to think about, and we'll talk more about other teams as we go here, but for the Penguins, like, who's next? What number goes in the rafters next? Now, look, we know 
I'm not playing dumb here. We know 87's going in the rafters. There's no denying that. Unless something really crazy happens with him, probably on a personal level, 87's going in the rafters. And knowing him, nothing crazy's happened on a personal level with that guy. He is about as straight-laced as it comes. Um, But the question is when that happens. Now, I happen to think Sidney Crosby has five more years at least left in him. Evgeny Malkin, I think, maybe has two. Let's say Malkin retires three, four years before Crosby. Do you make Malkin wait to have his number go up in the rafters? Does Crosby of that contingent, of that core, Crosby, Malkin, Latang probably goes up there too eventually. How do you stagger that? Does Crosby have to be the first of that group to go? I think there's going to be some people that are going to want Marc-Andre Fleury's number up there. To that, I would say, you know what? If Franco Harris was essentially the second guy to go up, I could make that argument for Marc-Andre Fleury. And with Fleury, it's along the lines of Franco Harris, great player, one of the greatest in the in the organization. Is he a top four player in the organization's history? I don't think so. Is he one of the most beloved players like Franco Harris was? I think probably. And that ultimately is what likely will get his number up there in time. But that one might have to wait a while. I could see them rolling through Crosby first. The others, no matter when they retire, they have to wait for Crosby. It'll be Crosby, Yager, Lemieux, and, and, and Briere up there, of course, who had his number retired after he died in a car accident. But of the, you know, the the modern era sort of penguins, it'll be those three hanging up there for maybe a little while. And then Malkin probably should come next. Then Latang next. And then somewhere down the line, I would say Marc-Andre Fleury probably should have his number put up there. The question is, and and I think, you know, when we start talking about things like this, and I mentioned it earlier, why wait? You know, Crosby should have a statue outside the day that he retires. It shouldn't come in 10, 15, 20 years. You know, Lemieux, he was retired for a little while and then got his statue, and that's okay. Like, you know, it's good to not jump the gun necessarily on statue building, but a guy like Crosby, that guy deserves a statue. I'm just very curious to see when they put the other numbers up, who else is deserving of having their numbers put up there. Will the wait be long like it was for Yager? Were there maybe some circumstances that led to it being so long for Yager? I'm curious with all of that. Ted in Mount Washington is up next here on The Fan. What's up, Ted? Hey, what's going on? Hey, real quick, I think Flurry should definitely be up there in the rafters. Yeah. Very underrated. And also, uh, with Cosby, here's the thing. 
I remember the Mews last year. They were kind of rough to watch. I hope he doesn't stay in the game too long because I want to remember him as being a dominant player. I think sometimes our heroes stay in the game a little bit too long, yeah. and the game has a way of showing you the door. So <laughs> that's the thing I'm a little bit concerned about when you have great players because you want to remember as a dominant player. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you, and, and and thanks for the call, man. I think the the one thing, though, with, with Crosby right now is, I mean, we're still seeing one hell of a player out there. I mean, the guy is still – I mean, the team's not good, but the, the guy is good. The player is good. And, yeah, I mean, you know, there's there's a long list of players that, that we can roll. Through. I mean, Ron Francis is probably in that category as well of guys. You know, I put him up there with, say, like a Latang, Probably deserving to have his number retired at some point, but maybe it has to wait a minute. But – at the end of the day, probably needs to go up there. You know, that that group, the core group that brought three cups to Pittsburgh outweighs what the two guys that have their numbers up there now and Lemieux and Yager did. That core group has won more cups. Now, you know, Lemieux as an owner is responsible for five total cups between player and owner. But as a player, Crosby, Malkin, Latang. Flurry, they have outweighed what Yager and Lemieux brought to this town from a a championship standpoint. And that is probably something that deserves to be brought up in, in, in this discussion. And it's something we're going to get into a little bit later. Because I heard one of the most insanely idiotic comments come out of a sports analyst's mouth this week involving Caitlin Clark. And we're going to get into greatness and what constitutes greatness. We'll talk about that later. Up next, though, we're going to switch gears a little bit. We're going to dive into a little bit of Steelers talk. Brooke Pryor of ESPN, who covers the Steelers for ESPN, she is going to join us. A lot to get to there. Quarterback situation, Cam Hayward. Some news on Cam Hayward's front developing today. We'll talk about that when we come back with Brooke Pryor. That's coming up next. I'm Josh Roundtree on the Fan Evening Show. But first, I'm going to tell you about fan weather, and that's brought to you by Sun Chevrolet. Check out special financing for qualified buyers on new Silverado 1500 trucks. Overnight, partly cloudy skies and chilly, a low of 21. Tuesday, mostly sunny skies. High of 51, low of 28. Temps in the 50s continue through Friday. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.